Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Chili Willie ECW, everybody's favorite homeboy to get a superstar, and you are watching and listening to Stu's Podcast. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time. Your host, Stu Palmer. We are back in the good old US of A today for our first ever referee. 118 episodes and this is the first referee I've had on the show. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. But... We have got our first, and he is a veteran ref of the East Coast in America on the Independence. It's Mr. Vinny Lax. Vinny has ref some huge, huge matches. You'll get to hear about him having the Hardys versus Enzo and Cass XL. You will hear about that. That was recently in March, no less. And you will get to see some great photos as well. If you're watching on YouTube, you will see some great stuff. There's photos of Will Ospreay, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Cody Rhodes and Bobby Fish on a match on the Independence, and he also officiated Bobby Fish's first ever match in wrestling. So, without further ado, my guest for episode 118 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast is the first referee on the show. It's veteran referee from America, Vinny Lax. Enjoy. My guest today, this morning, where he is in Hudson Valley, USA, is referee, long-time referee, Vinny Lawrence, my first referee on Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Can you believe it? I appreciate that, Stu. That's a, that's a, that's a, it's an honor. I, it I really don't know, is. I don't know I why don't I have, to do this often. I don't know why I've not a referee on yet, but you are the first. I appreciate me being the first. I did want to ask you, um, what, why, why me? I, why, I, why, why you? Why me? Obviously, I'm in a lot of wrestling groups and stuff, and then I've seen what, what you do within the business. You know, I've got such a, I've got such a respect for the referee. The, the referee, in my, you know, the way I view it, is is still is still overlooked, but integral, integral. And uh, yeah, it's just oh, I yeah. want to, I want to get a feel for it. Like you, you've been doing it for you know quite some time now uh, uh, around the northeast area of America. You know, you've worked for a lot of promotions. So yeah, how did it come about? How did you become the, the referee? That's a great story, actually, because um, I never expected to get into wrestling. I never I was a big fan. <clears throat> Obviously, um, I'm 42. So, that, you know, ages me. But <laughs> so in college was was the wrestling boom. Right. I was a fan growing up, the whole community area, all that. But when I was in college, right, wrestling had that boom. You know, the Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Attitude Era, like everyone watched wrestling in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was it like it was a great time for wrestling. And I, and I was a big fan. Like I said, I grew up with it, but like then that that college age level, like where it was just everywhere. So big fan of wrestling. I'm in college watching pay-per-views every month. We go to Hooters to watch the pay-per-views every month. It was great. I popped hard when Jericho won the uh, undisputed title when he beat The Rock and Stone Cold yeah. that night. Great. <laughs> so so big wrestling fan at the time. So I, I graduate college and I, and I get my first job as a as an athletic trainer. 
So that's um, for you guys that don't know what athletic trainers do. It's actually athletic training month uh, in, in the United States right now or uh, in March. So um, basically we're, we're uh, we provide sports medicine usually to a lot of sports teams, but we, athletic trainers work in all types of industry, but we're not here to talk about that right now, but that's important because I got my first job working at a high school, working with the sports teams. So one of the coaches there was actually a former professional wrestler. Um, yeah, did some job work for the WWE, but at the time he was promoting a company up in Vermont called Tri-State Wrestling. So that being said, we got talking about wrestling. Um, and one day he goes, hey, do you want to come to a show? And on a whim, I said, yeah. I said, hey, do you think I could referee? Just thinking, what could I do on a show? Like, I don't want to be a wrestler. I'm five foot eight, like 170 pounds. Like, I'm not, I'm <laughs> and I'm not a, not a very flippy, like athletic kind of guy. So that wasn't going to be a, a thing for me. So I say, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe I can referee. You think I could referee? He goes, yeah. Luckily at the time, I got really lucky. <clears throat> a guy by the name of Tony DeVito, who if there's any ECW fans out there know he was part of the Baldies. He was running a wrestling school uh, in Newburgh, New York, which is around my area. Not too far away, maybe like 45 minutes. And I just started going there and training. So, you know, I trained for a few months before I got on my first show, started refereeing. And I never expected to get to this level. Like, I never expected to get where I am right now. I'm not even saying that's a ridiculously high level, but I, you know, I didn't really expect to ever like do this outside of my my friend's company that I that I worked with. <laughs> and, you know, I trained. I like I said, um, I got really lucky with the people I trained with. I got to train with some some really good. Re- uh, Bobby Fish was actually in that class. Amazing. Um, yeah, I I refereed Bobby's um, first singles match. I think. Wow, that's a pretty cool story. Incredible. Um, and yeah, he's 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 always been amazing. Um, honestly, there there was there was that that little height limit thing going on in in the two thousands uh, with WWE before they let the smaller wrestlers really shine. Uh, but he would have been there a lot earlier if that was if that wasn't the case. But um, yeah, guys like Cheech and Cloudy were there. Um, Hale Collins, who works for Northeast Wrestling, he was there. He had already trained a little bit at Johnny Rods, but um, so yeah, so I got I got into a wrestling school basically from my friend and took it from there. And then at the first show I did, there was a guy I went to college with. He was starting to get into independent wrestling. Um, he brought a friend of his who was a referee, saw me work, and was like, "Hey, you did pretty good. How long have you been working?" I said, "That was my first show." He's like, "Oh, I got to get you on some shows." I started working out in Massachusetts and like that's how it just kind of grew and blossomed. And that's, and now here I am on a, on a podcast. <laughs> how, how is it? How was it initially? Um, you know, obviously camera setups and stuff like that, you know, this is what people don't realize. I know <laughs> more so with the, with the top companies, but I'm sure you've had cameras around you. You've got to be aware of so much stuff. There's so much going on. Yeah. How, that's something I, how, I, how, no, 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 it's fine. How, I, I, how is that? I'd love to get the psyche of a referee from a referee. Yeah, that's something I, I've really worked on for the past 10 years. And obviously, back when I first started, like people didn't even really think about, like there were tapes maybe, right? No, there was no commentary. There's a VHS. You would get a VHS tape of a show. And there was barely, usually not any commentary. You really didn't think about it. There was, there was a one camera set up. Like when I first started that, you know, and we really didn't think about that. So that's something probably in like the past, like 10 years or so, especially with like the boom and the internet. Absolutely. And like putting things on YouTube and, you know, streaming services and stuff like that. Um, so I guess to answer your question is, uh, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot more technical um, things involved being a referee as far as like 
making sure you're staying out of frame, making sure that you're 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 setting up the the, the shots in a way that aren't going to get in the way of the action. Um, you know, being aware of where the cameras are, not only the the hard camera, which is the, you know the stationary camera that that's set up uh, that faces the ring, but the people who are ringside filming, right? So you got to make sure you you know you're cognizant of where they are, so they just don't have footage of your of your ass like the entire match. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've got <laughs> I've gotten that feedback, right? Like, oh, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I was watching back. I was doing some editing, and and half the match there, there your ass was. So. <laughs> Try to be a little more cognizant of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, if you watch, it's funny too because if you go to a live show, and I don't I don't go to many live shows. I was lucky enough to go to like NXT Takeover a few years ago. Um, somebody got me tickets, so I, I check it out. But you go to like a WWE live show. It's obviously a huge production, right? But you if if you know what you're looking for. You can see like all the people setting up like time cues and and you know the referees like telling people okay like they're cutting to a segment okay now you're on now so that's you know that's how they kind of communicate um you know the production level of, of the show obviously working in in the area that you work at some of the venues you've been to how how are the crowds because we know about that that region of america you know how there's just so much first for wrestling up there always has been yeah how how is it with the crowds when you're refing the crowd i mean the, the crowds are amazing and especially coming back out of the pandemic um people just had such a thirst for professional wrestling especially at the independent level because you didn't get that live experience for almost two years so and you, you'll you're still seeing it now like we actually had a show yesterday in um, Waterbury, Connecticut. Um, main event was the Hardy Boys versus uh, Kaz XL and Enzo, which I was lucky enough to, to Oh, work man. Amazing. It was, it, it was fun. Yeah. And it's fresh. And it's fresh. How was that? I've got to, I've got to segue into that. I've got yeah, to ask. Um, so, but yeah, about, you know, I think, you know, over 2,000 people and, in, in, you know, jammed in a, in a high school gym in, in, in Waterbury, Connecticut. And crowd went it was just amazing like wild wild like uh some of the biggest pops i ever heard you, anytime jeff hardy takes off his shirt like i don't know people just go crazy for it <laughs> he still gets that pop you know what i mean how are the guys with, with you how you know the guys concerned oh, really, really well um you know everyone's especially at that level like everyone's very professional um they'll talk you through whatever they need you to talk to you know go through um you know if they have something specific they want you to do they'll they'll let you know um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, you know, I don't want to say I'm you know, friends with these people, but like, I have a decent working relationship where they, they at least recognize me and know who I am at this point. Um, so I think when, you know, when they see me, I think they're, they, they know enough that like, I know what I'm doing and like, they trust me to, to, to do things in their match and to make sure that I'm not going to, you know, screw anything up, I guess. 2000 people as well, Vinny. For for an yeah, ind- yeah for an I independent think- for an independent that's great oh, that's amazing yeah we, yeah we do if you don't know the company um Northeast Wrestling I would I would highly recommend checking them out if for any listeners that don't that don't know about us um uh, we're based out of like the Connecticut area in, in the United States uh but yeah we have streaming services on uh, Pivot Share and the High Spot Wrestling Network so if you have any of those subscriptions just go check it out. Yeah, I highly recommend the, the northeastwrestling.com has all those resources. So go check that out. A little little plug for the from 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 my best company there. Not to say you'd be playing favorites, but what are some of your highlights that matches that you've refed? Yeah, that's over the years. Tough, that's always over such a tough years. question. I know yeah, there's, there's been I know. so many. Um, 
I one that really comes out to mind is just because it was just pretty special was um Jeff Hardy versus uh, Juice and uh, Lager. Um, that's on YouTube actually, so you can go check that one out for free. Uh, <laughs> get a little taste. Uh, <laughs> but that yeah, that was just something special. Like those just you know for me being like I I always feel weird saying that like you know what we call wrestling the the business right it's the business. I was I still feel weird saying yeah I'm in the business because I've never done it full time right I've 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 only kind of like done these shows which are big shows don't get me wrong but to say like I'm in the business kind of feels weird because I've never done it full time I've never worked for a big national company um, I always said I'm like business adjacent <laughs> which is kind of like my <laughs> line but uh, but just to like be with the two guys like that like those are guys those guys are legends like Dushin Lager like legend jeff hardy legend and just, and um and you know jeff was even like really like honored to work with him so and you could tell that like when you know when they're when we're in the back going over the match and stuff like that and and you know, just to be part of that is just something special and that's something i'm never gonna forget in wrestling um some other really cool matches i did um which is actually there was a rematch last night of it was um jt dunn who's a who's an independent wrestler he's done some stuff um uh, worked uh, Johnny Morrison or Johnny Bondo or Johnny Impact. I don't know what he's going by nowadays, but Amazing. that was one of the, that was one of the best. I was at a, I was actually at a baseball stadium, which are always those fun shows talking about crowds. We do uh, we do a tour of, like the Northeast like minor league baseball stadiums, um, and those are always some of the best, most fun shows that we do because the crowds just always always hop for those, um, and they're always pretty big crowds. Uh, another one uh, venue I I'm really happy I got to work was. Uh, Six Flags Great Adventure, which was like one of my favorite theme parks growing up. So Amazing. to go back there and be able to work at a at a at a theme park was uh was pretty cool. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. That's amazing. I I know there's going to be countless, but the ones that you can recount at the top of your head, amazing. Yeah, those, those are like two of the ones that always stick out in my mind as being as being two of my favorite. Uh, yeah, I, one of the biggest things I actually got uh, like, you know, you try not to get too starstruck in in a ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I do remember one time, and this is because I I was a big like '80s wrestling Hulkamania era fan. I got to referee Demolition. This is back in like maybe 09, 2010, something like that. It was a while ago. But uh, I got the referee demolition. And I remember telling Axe to get back in the ring. And then just in, in a split second, my mind went, I just told Axe to get back in the ring. Like, how cool. Like, I used to watch these guys growing up. Um, yeah, one of my more infamous matches you can find online is I don't know if you've ever heard about the story about uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Matt Bourne, Dunk the Clown. I don't know. I don't think I have, and I'm normally okay. pretty, I'm normally pretty good. I'm pretty well versed. This is this is a pretty famous story where um, basically they had heat from back in the day. I don't know what happened. That the promoter didn't tell them. Um, the pr- promoter didn't know about it. Nobody smartened them up to it, and they put them together in a match. And they got in the ring, and they almost just started legitimately fighting. And here are two guys that I grew up like watching in the WWE again. 
and they're just <laughs> literally fighting each other in the ring. And I'm like, God, what are, what are we doing? What's going on? Like, and I had no idea, like no one told me anything was going on. Like they barely talked to each other before the match. And I just thought, these are, you know, these are two professionals. They don't need to talk that much before the match. They know what the finish is going to be. Right. Duggan's finish has been the same finish since 1985. <laughs> so, um, and yeah. And so, yeah, you can, you can check that match out. That, there, there, there's a lot of stories about that one, but that's one of my more infamous matches. I got the referee, uh, Doink the Clown and Hacksaw Jim Amazing. Duggan, where they, where they got into a shoot fight in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Matt Bourne, Matt Bourne, RIP, of course, but he was known, yeah. he was known for backstage stuff. I've read, I've read stuff. There was a lot of altercations over the years. I think one with, uh, Brian Blair was quite a famous one where they got into it. Like, so he's a bit, I do think the man was a bit hot headed, but rest in peace all the same, isn't it? You know, a lot of wrestlers are <laughs> <laughs> not to like put him in his own thing there with being you but, know, yeah. hostilities, but yeah, man, that, that's amazing. Amazing. Now I'm always interested to ask about this, the road miles for yourself, because you know, you, you do a lot of promotions in the Northeast area. How do you find that? How's the travel? What sort of mileage are you doing over there? Because in Britain, it were quite, were, you know, relatively small compared to the US. You can get around. Well, yeah, Brit Britain is probably the size of my state, right? <laughs> New York <laughs> State is probably around the size of, of Great Britain. We can travel up and down it within like probably seven hours. Yeah. Um, I've been to England a few times, actually. My wife is British. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, right. No, I didn't. I didn't know she's that. From, she, she's from, I got to give uh, my, my wife, Claire, a shout out. She's from uh, Stoke-on-Trent. Hey. Um. Not so I, her away. family lives in Stafford now. So uh, yeah, I've not been far away from me at all, Vinny. About an hour and an hour and twenty, an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Very well, close. I'll, very close. I'll be, I'll, I'll be back soon. So <laughs> cool, man. I'm in Wales. I'm, I'm right. in Wales. Like obviously, you know, we are we are all British, aren't we? That's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you told me that. <laughs> so um so yeah so with me having like a like an actual day job um I don't do as much traveling as I would like to um obviously especially like you know, people run Friday shows all the time. There's no way I can ever make a show on a Friday. That's not, you know, at least only like two hours away. So, um, so that's always at the way during the summers. Cause I do, I, I do get summers off, which is a nice gig working in a, in a school. Um, so, you know, I have done a little bit of road traveling, but the farthest I've gone is like Ohio, which is probably like a six, seven hour drive. Um, but those are the, those are the trips where you like make, you make memories, right? It's that's those that's the it's not always in the um in the ring or in the locker room. Like the the, the best times are probably like the road trips, hanging out with hanging out with your friends, you know, um exploring exploring the northeast, um, staying in hotels, you know, all the all the shenanigans that you can get into. Uh especially when I was younger. <laughs> you know, I'm I've calmed down a little bit now, you know, I'm in my forties. So um but yeah, we have, we've had a lot of good times on the road. Just, you know, probably stories that I, I, I can't tell for legal reasons, Yeah. but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's that, that's one of the best parts about wrestling is like, is, is that brotherhood, right? Cause even you, you meet, so you meet so many people and, and everyone in the business is, that's why we say, you know, brother and sister, cause you are your, your brother, your brothers, your sisters, your, your family, anyone, everyone in wrestling, no matter how how insignificant how 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 little bit you're working or like the biggest stars you're still part of this family that it, that is professional wrestling and that's why like it's such a great business to get involved in that's amazing that's amazing man yeah absolutely now i, I like to ask 
guys are in the business from their you know their focal point and what what they would do uh, say someone wanted to get into refereeing what would be Vinnie Lawrence's tips because you've done it for a number of years so so yeah perfect like I know a lot of people are trying to get in especially in the UK as ref referees I actually, specifically. I actually got this question I actually got this question yesterday from a fan um funny you say she say that um and I said find find a reputable wrestling school that's the that's the that's the first thing you do is find a reputable wrestling school now there, there are ways there are there are people who have gotten into this business even i got into it in a little sideways way like you know through a friend um but i still had to go through all the the training right i had to go through i had to go i had to learn how to bump i had to learn how to hit the ropes i had to i even you know i learned how to wrestle when i was at wrestling school not that i was good at it i'm not saying that but i did have to learn how to do all that stuff so and that helps you in the ring it helps you like recognize how to put together a match where the matches are going like i said you know there are people out there that basically taught themselves i i don't recommend it i think it's it, i think it can be dangerous um but it does happen uh and you know as a referee you don't really need to be as technical as as a wrestler does but still you want to have that background where you where you're not going to get hurt if you're asked to take a bump or you're asked to do something um and oh, I always say too, if you, if you don't feel com- if I don't feel comfortable doing it, if anyone doesn't feel comfortable doing something that you get asked, just just say I can't. I, I don't feel comfortable doing it. You know, especially for someone who has a full time job like me. You know, get, getting hurt, uh, you know, on my weekend gig, is it, not it's not going to be good for my you know for my life. So that's good. Sound advice, man. Sound yeah. advice. Find, find, find a wrestling yeah. school. Find someone who's reputable. Find someone who who knows what they're doing. Um, you know. You'll know because they'll have people who have come out of there who have at least you'll at least recognize. You know what I mean? Especially like I don't know what the independent scene is like in the UK. Um, I've been over there a few times. I never, I never had the chance to check a show out there. I hear you know I, I hear I hear good things. I know like like what culture was running that promotion for a while too. I know yes. a bunch of people were working for that. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if they're still up or not, but. Um, they they haven't they haven't been doing stuff especially since all you know the back end I say the back end of COVID it's still around isn't it? It's but, still around. But, we just had a million. You just had a million deaths in the US. So yeah, it's definitely still around. It's crazy. People are acting like it's over, but because uh, not completely. Because the hard part is, but it's uh, you know because we got a war because we got a war going on. Do you know what I mean? Now we got another injury. war going on. It's we second turn this into a political. We can turn um, this into a, into a uh, no. <laughs> I don't think that's your audience. No, <laughs> no, no, audience. no, no, and I don't pertain. <laughs> I don't pertain to know. I watch the news like everybody else. I, I you know, you, you get fed what you get fed. What's actually going on though? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah I don't. I don't pertain. I don't pertain to be p- politically engaged <laughs> at all. Any, I'm not. It's not me at all. Uh, but yeah. Um, I think I've got to ask now. You, you're a big fan. You've been a big fan of pro wrestling. Some favorite favorite matches as a fan. That I've got to ask you that. Have to ask. Yeah, you that. that's. I mean, that's a really good question, actually. Um, and it's a funny thing you say, like, because because the longer I've been in pro wrestling, the less I've actually probably watched the current product. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just me getting older, and it's not it's directed towards me anymore um you know i still watch i still like to watch matches like i still like if, if i hear there's a good match i'll go and check it out like AEW, i know puts on like really good really good matches Stella. um Stella. Ever, ever since um you know wwe network switched to peacock too i really haven't checked them out that much but um you know i'm i'm a big you know 90s attitude era wrestlemania and hulkamania era guy so like it's matches that come to mind were like uh wrestlemania 5 hogan hogan savage or yeah 
Hogan Savage, um, even Savage Steamboat, obviously WrestleMania three is obviously one of the classic matches. Yeah, I'm not gonna have any like crazy answers here. It's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be like the generic best matches of all time type deal. Um, even um, I'm a big Savage guy, obviously, because I keep saying Savage, but Savage Savage Warrior is is a really really good match. Um, it's a bit overrated or underrated, I think, because people don't like the Warrior. Um, because you know he obviously limited what what his he could do but that's th- that was the kind of wrestling that i loved back in the day like i'm i'm a big like character guy um you don't have to put on a five-star like um you know technical classic for me to enjoy it i like the character that's what drew me into wrestling is the characters right um that aspect of it like a bigger than life like cartoon characters like battling each other like good versus evil like stuff like that that's that's the kind of wrestling that that i that i really love I was uh, I was in attendance for SummerSlam '92, so obviously I got to see Warrior and Savage at that. Uh, six years old, six oh, cool. six years old. Then he, I wish I was a bit older. I remember, <laughs> you know, you know how it is when you're younger, man. But oh, yeah, I, yeah, it all I, goes I, together. I, I went yeah. down, I went down on the bus to London. It was like five, six hours probably to Wembley, the old Wembley Stadium. So. Yep. I can I can relate, man. Uh, it was, it I was, forgot they worked SummerSlam too. Oh, but their rest their WrestleMania match was just something something special. The Warrior was limited, you know. They they time limited him, but obviously, like you say, that was Savage. You can't you can't. Yeah, I think he gets he gets a lot of unnecessary shit. The Warrior, personally. Um. You know, I've heard he. I, obviously, I never met Jim Helwig, <laughs> the person. Um. You know, from reading. And you know, listening to people, he he definitely had was a bit of a, a strange character outside of the ring as, as as well as inside. Um, definitely had some interesting views on the world, which I think can can get you a lot of heat because maybe rightly so. But um, but yeah, I don't think you can ever take away like the impact that he had on professional wrestling. Like it's 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 there. Like if you want to just talk about him as a professional wrestler, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't going to put on a five star like Dave Meltzer classic he always entertained and that's what wrestling is wrestling is entertainment right it, you don't have to go out there and show how technical well you can wrestle it doesn't have to be you don't have to have a thousand different suplexes in, 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 a, in a match to make it good you tell a story you 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 build a character you build two you build characters and you put those characters in a ring and you tell a story wrestling is like any other form of entertainment it's it's a story it's storytelling and that's um and that's something he did very well. I was uh I was there, I was in attendance for WrestleMania 30, obviously his induction that weekend. And then uh, we were getting our connecting flight to come home on the Tuesday. CNN's on as we're going through the airport, yep. and there it is, he's passed away. But at the same time, he buried the hatchet with so many people. It, it's just it was just it so was it was a weird, very weird timing the way that happened. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. You know, sometimes you say life works in mysterious ways. Well, that's there's a case of it right there. This is true. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Vinny, I've got to ask you as well. Just who would you like? Who would you like to be in there with as a ref? If I could say, like a dream, a dream match that you were the referee for, and any any era, any era, just like person personable to you. Oh, that's yeah. Obviously, oh, if I could do like a savage, perfect match with threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That would be, like, amazing. Um, Mr. Perfect and Randy Savage, those are probably two of my favorite wrestlers um, of all time. If, like, if I could go back and, like, work, work a match that they put together and they did, there would be a match that had both, right? Amazing characters mm-hmm. and technical wrestling. So that, <laughs> that, that would be, yeah, I think that would probably be, if I could do a Mr. Perfect Randy Savage match, that would be, that would be top. I would be able to retire. we have we have a joke we have a joke amongst the referees especially at at our level like you don't you don't actually retire from professional wrestling you just stop doing it because you can only retire if 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 you actually made a living doing it but yeah that's awesome, man. That's, that's awesome. That's a, great, that's a good question. No one, I don't think anyone's I, ever asked me that. Before. I've got to. I've, I've got to ask these things. You know, like the nineties. I I started. I started watching in nineteen ninety, and and I love the attitude era. Don't get me wrong, but I'm still. I I, I like that era. Late eighties, obviously watching yeah. stuff back. Uh, the first VHS tape I got was Survivor Series eighty eight, the second annual Survivor Series. So oh yeah, yeah. that era. I I just can't. It's my favorite. That in the into the early nineties. Well, that's you know that's what I grew up with. You know, yeah. watching, watching it on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Um, yeah, that was just something. That, that was something special, and that's something that that that's kind of lost on 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 today. You know, and we you know we always like to be nostalgic for for what we grew up with. But you know that kind of wrestling where you didn't see the the names right you didn't see the big names on every on every show like it was you, it was something special to actually watch that those guys get put together and wrestle right because every every show you put on on a Saturday morning was um you know a, a, a mid level guy versus an enhancement talent like Hulk Hogan never wrestled on television like that was like an event like that was like an amazing like thing and I think that's what they're kind of trying to do with Brock in a way mm-hmm. like using Brock's part time schedule in a way that make him an attraction. Right, make him something that people want to tune into to watch that show because oh my god, he's going to be on it. Right, I think that's be fair. I think that there's a lot of unnecessary um, crap being you know garnered towards Reigns and Brock headlining it, but it's the star power, isn't it? They got the back. There's the guys. It's Those WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. People know. And it's the same thing. I remember when Ronda Rousey started guy in and people were like, and the hardcore wrestling fans were up in arms. Like who's she ever done? She's never done anything in wrestling, but it doesn't matter. They're there to sell tickets. It's an, like I said, it's entertainment. They're there to sell tickets. They're sells. They're there to sell paper. Or we're not pay-per-view buys anymore, but you know what I mean? They're there to get eyeballs on them. And that's who people know. And like, that's the thing too. And like growing up in the, in the Hulkamania era, Everybody knew who Hulk Hogan was. Every you could tell anybody on the street who's Hulk Hogan, they would tell you who Hulk Hogan is, right? They could, they could probably tell you, and because of that, they could probably tell you five other different wrestlers that that he wrestled. You know, you go to the average person on the street and ask who Roman Reigns is, they might recognize the mm-hmm. name, but I don't think they're going to know who he is. And that's and that's and that's what wrestling always needs. Wrestling always needs a star, and I think that's one thing that um, is kind of lacking from the business today. But that's you know, people know who Brock Lesnar is. For the most part, if you ask most people, I think people know who Brock Lesnar is. But um, you know, when especially the Attitude Era, like everybody knew who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. I think everyone knows who Stone Cold Steve Austin is now, and he's not even he hasn't wrestled in fifteen years, right? Like, um, 
you had the Stone Cold, you had the Rock, you had the Undertaker, you had Mick Foley. These were household names back in the day. You don't, I don't think you have that now. And I think that's why wrestling is in the kind of the state that it's in. And it's not in a bad state by any means, because if you're a wrestling fan, this is probably one of the best times to be a wrestling fan. But that being said, it just doesn't have the eyeballs that it used to have. And plus, I mean, it's competing with so much more now, too. I just I can't be doing with the moaning and groaning online. I stay away from it. Everyone's an you're, expert. You're better off. You're better off. Everyone's a book. That's, that's always been wrestling. That's yeah. always been wrestling fans. Even when I was when I was in college and I was a, and I was a big wrestling fan before I got into wrestling. You know, I was there. I was one of the guys like reading all the message boards, reading like yeah. Uh, uh, what was the uh, there were there were online forums that I've forgotten about now, but like, um, you know, I was Wrestle Zone. I think one of them was called. Like, you had people like writing blogs about wrestling. And I, People like to give out, right? People like to complain. People like to think I could, I could do better, and that's it's it's that fantasy booking aspect of it. But it's the same thing with 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 sports. Like you get sports fans who like you watch a game and you post online, like they know better than the head coach of an NFL yeah. football team or, yeah. or or a soccer team or a, <laughs> or a basketball team. Like you know, they've been doing this their entire lives. Like pretty sure they know what they're doing. <laughs> you might think you had a better idea in hindsight, but when you're there in the moment, you you never really know what's what's going through people's heads. So. But that's that's just that that's 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 so that's social media to a T though. Isn't absolutely, it? absolutely. Like to like to complain, and I, yeah. I've been guilty of it before. And I'm you know I'm probably might not so much at wrestling, but um, I'm smart enough now to, to to keep my mouth out of that kind of stuff. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's that's what that's is what it is. It's human nature, I guess. Right? I I don't really like to use that term lightly, but it's kind of like that's it's people do. People like people like to. F- feel like they know more than the person up there making millions of dollars doing it so absolutely it is it is what it is but that's always been wrestling fans it's not going to change anytime soon um and that's you know that's just how the community kind of fosters itself too right and that kind of and that starts arguments and that starts conversation which is that's never a bad thing either so yeah i you know i obviously being being in wrestling for so long um i'm way out of that kind of sphere but i do i do see it online. oh absolutely absolutely it's just one of them it's just it, it just have to uh, i ignore it i ignore it now but Vinny, what shows have you got coming up i'd love to find out what you got on the schedule coming up i know you're busy with shows so yes i, w- I would love to know too that's great that's a good question <laughs> uh, yeah i you know what i am i would tell you right now i uh I, i'm gonna do a quick google shirts I just, yeah, I literally, this is, this is the way I schedule myself. I go, I go on, I go on the website and see when do we have shows? <laughs> a little bit. And then I'll, and, I then love it. I'll, and then obviously I'll see, I'll see posts like, yeah, uh, we got a show coming up. I'm like, okay, I know I need to be free for this time. So if you're in the Northeast area, like my primary promotion is Northeast wrestling. I do work for um, a smaller promotion called um, Pioneer Valley Professional Wrestling, which if you're in the area, is in uh, the Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts, which is like the North uh, Hampton area. Um, but right now we have some, um, April 24th in Danbury, Connecticut. We got Spring Slam coming up. Um, uh, uh, May fi- uh, 7th, we'll be back in beautiful Bethany, Connecticut uh, for flipping out. And then uh, the big show that I was talking about earlier at, at, the, at the theme park, Six Flags Great Adventure, is June 18th. So... Yeah, those are some those are some of my shows coming up um, that I have scheduled as of now. Uh, you can always check out what I'm doing on Twitch at the referee Vinny Lacks Twitch channel. 
um, which is actually I usually stream morning. So if anyone over in England is, is, is available in the afternoon to check out the stream, that would be cool. Because uh, <laughs> I don't really get that many viewers, which I don't really expect. But it's, it's a fun little thing that I've started doing before I go to the gym. I just hop on Twitch for a little bit, play some games and, and hang out. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Just Another Guy Talking About Stuff. You can check that out. It's not very wrestling um, oriented. Uh, as of now, I don't think I do have a couple interviews with some pro other pro wrestling referees that people might want to check out. But other than that, it's just me doing silly YouTube things. I post my Twitch videos on there. Um, I review chicken sandwiches. I eat hot things. <laughs> I did the hot chip challenge a couple of times. I do what, you know, the basic, basic YouTube videos do. And, you know, it's like, I don't know if we were on air when we were talking about this or not, but uh, it's basically something I started doing because of the pandemic, right? I was sitting at home. I didn't have much to do. Uh, I was off of work. I said, I got to do something to fill some of this time. So I, I started a YouTube channel. That's cool, man. That's cool. A range, it was, it was, a range of topics. It's been, it's been fun. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm not successful by any means, but it's a fun little thing to do to just get out there and put yourself out there and create some content. And, you know, as, as a, as a podcast host, you probably kind of feel the same way. Like it's just, it's, you know, whether or not you're, you're how successful you are, it's just, it's a fun thing to do. Get to meet a lot of people, talk, talk about things, talk about your interests. And that's always, that's always entertaining. So that's cool. Vinny, where can we find you in terms of the socials just to extend off? Well, I already said my Twitch that referee. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got my YouTube channel. at just another guy talking about stuff. Um, and you can find me at Ref Vinny Lax on Twitter and uh, Referee Vinny Lax on Instagram. So, yeah, my wrestling name is Vinny Lax. That goes from me playing lacrosse in high school. I tried playing in college and realized I wasn't as good as I thought I was. So, <laughs> but, the, but the Lax name stuck. And that was been my, my wrestling gimmick name, as they say, um, since. So, perfect. Absolutely perfect. My guest from across the pond in the good old US of A, the first referee to be on Stu's Wrestling I, Podcast. It really, is, it really is an honor. Still, I do. I it, it, it was pretty cool when you hit me up, and I'm like, and you told me I was the first referee referee to be on. And I'm like, you know, a, a little nobody referee from the Northeast of the United States getting interviewed internationally. This is my first international interview. So I've done a few podcasts, but this is definitely my first international one. And and just to be asked was was, was an honor. So I do I do appreciate that very much. You're far too humble, sir, as well. Uh, You're far too humble. I'll tell I you that right that. now. No problem, no problem. It is Vinny Lawrence, referee. He's got loads going on. And yeah, just an honor, honor to have you on to talk and get the referee's perspective and obviously just, you know, your life in wrestling, incredible. Awesome. I appreciate it. So that was our first referee, the zebra-clad Vinny Lax on the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Fantastic the experiences he's had on the independence in the USA. Some huge, huge matches, as you can see in the graphics on YouTube. Some great matches that he has officiated with some fine, high-standing people within the industry of pro wrestling, who we know from WWE and AEW. Thank you so, so much to Vinny for coming on. Amazing, amazing. Once again, a big, big thank you to Chris Dutton for editing the show. A huge, huge thank you to Evade Escape for the intro music and the outro music, as you can hear there already know, which you can get on all streaming platforms. And a big, big thank you to Mr. Mike Angus for the show intro as well. And we'll see you very soon for 119.
Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.